Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. Today on the Ether, episode 3 of the TFM Founder Series. A discussion with Jay Cartnell, co founder of Juno. Let's take a listen. Hi, guys. I just gave an intro, but I've got a feeling my mic may well have been muted. Um, I've made Jake a co host today. We did one of these spaces last week with Sonny, and Jake, Jake was listening in, which I thought was great. I appreciate that. Um, but I had feedback saying my audio wasn't great and it could well have been to do with my internet connection. So with Jake as a co-host, even if I somehow get rugged, um, hopefully he'll be able to carry on because it's him we're here to hear rather than myself. Um, my name's Rebel DeFi. I'm working for TFM and we've got, I think, one of the best Twitter handles joining us today as well as one of the most passionate Web3 speakers, Jake Hartnell, Dow Maximalist. Morning, Jake. Yeah, what's up? How's it going? Very well, thank you. Now, we've only got a few people in just now, but I'm aware that your time is precious. And we've got TerraSpaces here recording. So hopefully, as long as we have a lovely conversation, it will be yeah, maintained let's, let's on the interwebs for, for all time. Hell yeah, nice. let's get started. Sure. Okay, over with me. I'm in Malaysia just now. It's 8.30 on Thursday morning. Um, we had a little bit of a chat on text message earlier, and we were concerned that it was going to be a shocking time for you, and we might have to reschedule, but it is kind of afternoon time for you. Yeah, it's afternoon here. It's, it's great. It was a beautiful day in the Bay Area. It was nice and sunny. It was awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get into it then. Well known for being co-founder of Juno, um, also co-founder of Stargaze, and I suppose the founder of DowDow. Um, yeah, let's just let's go. Um, I mean, what is the what would you say is the value proposition for both builders and users of Juno Network? I mean, the value proposition is a pretty direct one. Um, it's uh, it's a valuable community to be a part of. Um, and, you know, I hope that's not just in terms of number go, go up, but like exposure to uh, new cutting edge entertainment product, products and pro projects that are launching. Um, I think uh, <laughs> it like there's, yeah, there's, a lot of like great stuff happening on Juno Network, you know, things like, you know, DowDow. Uh, I think that there's going to be a, an increasingly interesting cross-chain DeFi scene. So like, uh, you know, White Whale is definitely like a really interesting project there. And those are like the kinds of like interchain like protocols that I think are really exciting to to see emerge on, on Juno Network. Um, 
so yeah uh it's just it's, it's a fun crazy cool experimental community that's uh pioneering like a lot of technology in many ways um even though we get a lot of fud we love the fud though it's great oh yeah she absolutely you've got to embrace the haters um okay so i mean that being the case, I mean, what... okay, listen, listen, let's not get into the FUD. Um, talking of White Whale, I mean, White Whale started off on Terra. Um, they're now sort of going interchain. I mean, thinking of this year, 2023 for Juno, but also Cosmos as a whole, I mean, what sort of narratives do you think we're going to see? Is, is interchain the big, the big thing for you? Uh, well, it's, it's one of the narratives. Uh, I think mesh, mesh is going to be a really big narrative. Um, uh, mesh security, I think is going to be a really big narrative, probably more towards the later, later this year. Uh, and we actually have done the opposite of like what, like the, like Adam or Cosmos hub community has done. And we're, we're not like fucking heavily marketing it like, uh, ahead of time. We're just like building it in quiet and then we're going to release it and it's going to be better. Um, I think it's going to be a really big deal, um, later this year. I, I think mesh, mesh security, mesh protocols is, is going to be a really big thing theme. I, uh, you know, obviously I'm DAO maximalist. So I think DAOs is going to be a really, really big theme. Um, you know, the, really the only thing that's a moat in crypto is community. That's like community of devs and like just communities in general. And if you, if you don't have that everything can uh, everything else can be copied um and so to me you know i think some of the best things that we can do as juno is really become like a home of many DAOs and a home of many communities and from that like a lot of value is going to be created and captured um so it might be like less direct than like you know some shitcoin with like 10,000% apr but you know we'll have those on juno too but uh, to me, it's all about like community. Um, so yeah, I think the big trends this year are going to be uh, DAOs and 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 mesh security. Thank you for that response. Um, I mean, talking talking of Juno community, I think it's 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 pretty well recognized by people in Cosmos that the Juno community is like super passionate. I am um, first, so I've got in. Well, I wouldn't say involved, but um, introduced to Juno by uh, a friend from the homeland, Highlander, um, who's now sort of doing like Juno communication subdive stuff, um, amongst other things. Um, I mean, at that time, I was pretty much all in Terra, and he just kept saying, man, you've got to be looking at Juno. And, and to be honest, I, I, I didn't really um, until after the Terra crash. And then since, I mean, certainly one thing I've noticed is like since looking a bit more closely at Juno, um, all the people, not all, but the vast majority of the names I sort of recognized of community members when Terra crashed um, on spaces and stuff, these guys and girls are still on Juno spaces. I would say that sort of from an outsider perspective, kind of getting involved, um, the Juno community definitely does seem quite strong um, and passionate. So, I mean, how, how do you think you can play a part in helping to grow the Juno community? 
I mean, we just need more DAO games. Like, and there's going to be some really fucking crazy ones. People like red and blue is just like, it's just the start. It's part of, it's part of the secret plan. The secret plan is to, um, yeah, have a lot of fun, uh, push the boundaries of what can be done as DAOs. Cause I, I think of Juno as one big DAO and we're kind of radical in that way. And I think that's actually one of the reasons why like Juno is really exciting for people is cause like we don't have something, we don't, we don't have something like a, a foundation uh, we're one of the ch few chains that doesn't have a foundation, um, but we don't really have like that, that kind of like top down kind of structure. It's much more emergent and bottoms up. Uh, there's like literally going to be a prop, I think next week where we're going to uh, completely uh, turn core one into a sub DAO where membership will be elected. And I don't think there's any other fucking project in all of crypto that has ever had something where like the core team could be like rugged at any moment. <laughs> I think it's I think it's beautiful. Um, so you know, we're we're pushing DAOs forward, um, and you know we're pushing Cosmosm forward too. I think um, it's it's hard to start out in like a new kind of smart smart contract framework. Um, it's much easier to like you know be another EVM chain and then copy and paste everything. But we're actually building I think a really awesome new community around uh, better smart contract technology and that has a different kind of growth tra trajectory and curve and i think people that stick around for like the long term for like a greater than like one year horizon are going to be very pleased but yeah i don't know now now i feel like i'm rambling but i'm i'm happy to ramble about stuff but give me something spicy i don't know Absolutely. I mean, we're here to hear you ramble. And I mean, can we maybe just take a step back for a moment? Like your your Twitter name, I think, is one of the best in all of Web3. Um, in the sense that, like, if someone came up with the Twitter name Dow Maximalist now, you'd think, okay, this guy's interested in DAOs. But like, how long have you been rocking Dow Maximalist as your Twitter handle? Because it's almost like it, it kind of feels you're sort of ahead of your time. Well, it's uh, actually, I used to be multi-chain maximalist. Um, so back in 2020, when like, uh, you know, DeFi was really taking off and I was a Solidity developer and still working in the Cosmos SDK and I was having like a bunch of second thoughts. I was like, fuck, I know Solidity. DeFi is really popping off. Like, what am I doing here? In hindsight, I'm really glad I stuck around. But um, around that time, I became multi-chain maximalist because I was like, it's not just about Ethereum, like app chains and the like vision of the internet of blockchains is is really great. And so I was trying to get people really excited about like a multi-chain world. Um, fast forward to like 2022, like that multi-chain world basically like happened. Like, um, you know, I think in like 2021, 2022, one of the things we saw was like a lot of chains that weren't ethereum like like terra like solana like avalanche like you see you saw these like massive growth in these ecosystems and so um i kind of i kind of felt like it was kind of boring to be multi-chain maximalist then because like we were already in a multi-chain world so then i think in 2021 i after shortly after DAO came out i changed my name to DAO maximalist because uh I, I also think DAOs are the future um i think DAOs are really like 
again, I think a lot of things can just like be copied like really, really easily in crypto. Um, the thing that you can't copy is just like the really like militant, like, like kind of communities, like actually kudos to like the, you know, like the Luna community, they went through fucking hell. They stuck together. And even though like their like chain basically like collapsed and they had like all that drama and stuff, it's like, there's still there people, you know, like that, that community is still there. It's like technologies can be copied, but if you build like a really strong community, like that's ultimately, I think where like the true kind of value comes. And so I, I think about Juno in, in very similar ways of like, how can we get the best community of devs and how can we get like the best community of like users and participants and how can we build the best DAO? It's like really hard to articulate why that's a good business model, but um, like a lot of, you know, like it's it's just really easy to shill in crypto. And I just think it's, it's, it's better to focus on building community. That's like the stuff that really lasts. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think I think Cosmos in general is a relatively shell-free zone in, in compared to other um, L1s, in, in my personal view. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, you were asking for a juicy question. Just something that I sort of wonder about is that you're wanting to, or suggesting that an amazing community of community members, an amazing team or community of devs on Juno would make or will make Juno an amazing L1. But does that sort of necessarily or does it follow that it is kind of PvP between different L1s in Cosmos? Like try I mean obviously there's a finite I mean, of devs. That's that's the dirty truth and secret. I mean but yeah it's it's kind of always been that way. I think it's actually one of the challenges we have as an ecosystem is that because we all have our sovereign chains, it, it actually makes collaboration really hard sometimes. Um, in Ethereum, like everyone had to, you know, like use the ETH token for gas. And so there was like this really big unity that kind of came from that. Um, and in Cosmos, we, we don't have that. And um, this is another kind of area where I think interchain DAOs can like make a big difference. Like if we can start forming DAOs that have membership of like multiple different teams or that hold tokens of multiple different chains. Uh, one of the things I'm really excited for this year, again, I think one of the major themes I think is going to be is going to be DAOs. I'm really excited for token swaps as a way to form partnerships to further community objectives. Like an example of a token swap that I think would be really awesome to see would be like a token swap between like the Juno and Osmosis community. Now, here's how it could work out. Like you, you could basically come up with something that works out really great for both communities and kind of aligns incentives. They're kind of, they were kind of formed around the same time. Uh, they both have like a very large crossover of users and it would be, I think a benefit to both chains if there was really deep liquidity between that, that trading pair. And we both also have these massive community treasuries that just sit there and do nothing. Like we have all this Juno in the Juno community pool. And what if we could actually like put it to work? And, you know, use like, you know, DAO to DAO deals by like creating these like DAO to DAO agreements, an agreement between the Osmosis community and the Juno community enforced through IBC and interchain accounts where, you know, the Juno community could provide their half of the liquidity, the Osmosis community could provide the Osmo half of the liquidity. And now we've got deep, like basically like permanent liquidity that's there and also generating fees. 
fees that could be split and then go back to treasuries of both communities. That's like, I think we're going to be exploring these kinds of ideas so much more in 2023 and that they're, uh, that, you know, like cosmos communities should start thinking about how we do these kinds of things. And the great part about that is then it like helps like align the incentives of like all the different parties that are involved. Um, I'm also excited for mesh security for the same reason is like, it allows us to form these like kind of eco economic relationships and like partnerships between these different chains while still maintaining our sovereignty. But those like partnerships are really important. Like, um, and that can help us like collaborate on things where it matters. Um, yeah. Number go up. Yeah. I think, I think all of us need a bit of number go up technology right now. Um, I mean, on, on the space last week with Sonny, one thing I sort of took away from it was he was sort of suggesting, well, in a sense, talking about where the liquidity is sitting. And I mean, often it's the case, like if I've got tokens on Juno, it's, it's almost more economical for me to send them to Osmosis, do a swap, bring them back to Juno than swap on Juno. Um, so if you're doing some... I will say that like we have a really awesome interchain DEX that's launching soon called Windex. Uh, but the really cool thing about Windex is they're like actually really thinking about things like kind of like differently. I don't want to like give away too much, but one of the things that they've been looking at is like sort of like a price router. Um, so for example, uh, Windex might have like the deepest liquidity in like all the random DAOs that launch on Juno, like, you know, maybe they have like the most liquidity in terms of like, you know, green tokens or orange tokens or whatever colors are popular next week. Um, like, but you know, in terms of like the major pairs, like say you want to trade, trade like Osmo for Adam, it's going to be really hard to compete with Osmosis. And so, you know, creating like, you know, that option of like, okay, yeah, maybe if I want this like random DAO token, Windex is good for that long tail of assets, but you know, it, it's still easy to, you know, swap with osmosis for like, you know, major pairs like Adam USDC or whatever, um, where it's going to be much harder to compete. And so I th I really hope that like, I, I don't think I see it. I personally don't see it as like a competition. Like osmosis is a great DEX. It's a great product and we should work with them. We should also have our own DEX. And I, I think that our, you know, the, the wind, uh, the Windex is going to like find a really nice niche in terms of like the long tail of assets on Juno and being able to, you know, do things like intelligent routing of like, you know, finding where like the best price for a given trade is, um, of which they could totally use like the osmosis outpost. So, um, I actually think it's really great what's happening. Um, and I would love to, you know, I guess support it like how I can. I think I think I think it's fucking great for the Juno community to have options, you know. Um, and it makes you know Juno more useful as a as a chain. Like it's it's great. Um, and you know, like I was saying, like in terms of like you know competing Dex product products is yeah, there's other Dexes on Juno, but like again, like where where do they like where are they best suited to thrive towards? And I think that um you know they're i've been talking with that team a lot and they're very much looking at trying to capture the long tail of assets like all the DAOs that are going to be launching how can they make it easy for those people to find liquidity in a really easy way how can they make it really easy for people to create a pool uh with ui and to add incentives um of their own tokens so that you know you can 
earn like a 5,000% APR on red tokens, liquidity. You heard it here today. Wow, so that sounds like your DAO gains might be extended in some fashion. And one thing is a sort of... What people don't realize is the DAO, the DAO games never end. Um, they're just like, we're, we're staggering them in classes. It's, just, it's a great way to like teach people, but also I think to create real value. I mean, we'll, we'll, see, what, we'll see what happens, um, but this is, the, this is class, this is DAO DAO class of 2023, red, blue, class of red, red, blue. Um, there's gonna be, we have some really fucking crazy ideas that uh, are even crazier than red, blue, and I'm not gonna say what they are because uh, red, blue is definitely, definitely not over. But the, I mean, like you probably just want to stake a few, you know, just to make sure that you're eligible for DAO games. Okay. Well, thinking, thinking about DAO games, um, I am staking some Juno. Um, thinking about DAO games, is, is there like a minimum amount of stake that a community member is going to have to have staked to be able to participate? Each game is going to be different. And so each game will have its own rules and its own airdrop. So um, the last game, the minimum staked was one Juno. Uh, I think there probably is will inevitably be like a minimum staked, um, just because there's so many random like dust accounts. Um, so uh, I mean, like, there's no details about the other ones. We don't, you know, we don't know exactly what what it's going to look like, but probably more than one Juno. Cool. So, um. For people like me didn't actually get involved in DAO games, even though I had Juno staked, um, it, it sort of felt when I was dropping into some of these red blue spaces, like I didn't really know what was going on. And obviously I knew something was happening. I felt, it wasn't that I didn't feel welcomed, but I didn't feel like I knew enough about it to fully participate. So in a sense, I'm in the community, I've got Juno staked, but I, I didn't get involved. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person like that. So how do you think, um, I suppose- I think this works. is why we have to create like different kinds of DAO games. Um, and in many ways, this is also part of this particular DAO game is like having it be kind of directionless and getting people to, you know, sort of experience that aspect of the DAO and like, and onboarding as well. And maybe, you know, like, it's it's an opportunity for red or blue DAO to like think about how they want to like you know onboard you know people into their community and keep people engaged you know um it's it's kind of one of the the challenges like uh other games are going to be very different but like uh this one was deliberately left like open-ended um and deliberately left like kind of vague because that's how real life is you know like you often don't have people telling you what to do when we're all just figuring out as we go along and uh, the reality is people need to learn to like thrive in those kind of environments. And if they can, they're going to be very well suited towards crypto. Hi. Awesome. AB bands. So real quickly, if you had your Juno state, you can check to see if you have like blue tokens or red tokens in your wallet and you can stake them for, you can pick a team still if you want to play. Just, just saying. Thank you for that personal. Invite. I would pick wow, blue so team though. Just FYI, I wouldn't go with the red team. I would fins on the blue team. I'm on the blue team. 
uh, Rama's on the blue team. I'm just saying these are the people on the blue team. <laughs> Some. There's even more Osmer people. Gaines is on the blue team. I'm just, I'm just going to keep going, you know? <laughs> so the question is, like, so if you get to pick your own team, I mean, does that not then just become a bit lopsided? I'm, I'm, I'm sort of feeling that the blue team could just be taken over here. No, red team is totally winning. It's like, a, it's, it's not even close. We we changed we activated first. We changed our name first. We just have a cooler color. Um, so yeah, that's unfair because wow, you knew the rules before the game even came out, right? So of course your team's gonna activate first because you guys already like had the four one one and what's going on, right? Finn, what's the thumbs down? Uh oh, what's going on? I'm standing for talking up the talking up the red team. It sounds like you're missing out vital details, bands. So basically, she, she's right. You just you go to Juno Tools, airdrops, and then like if you've got blue, you leave it, and if you've got red, you uh, you collect it and stake it. Completely right. I yes, that's that's so right. This is misinformation, TFM. So you don't, you, you don't need any of that. Right, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'll step down. <laughs> I love I love how this interview is like just like turned turned into red versus blue, but that's perfect. I think it's very fitting. Right, this now okay, so I'm on Juno.tools as we speak. Um I, oh man, I'm it looks like I'm not able to create Wait, don't don't, don't just don't 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 tell us what color you are. Like let's you know, we should probably finish the interview because you know it's okay. otherwise the drama is yeah, suppose- never gonna end. I've got, you know, I've got four minutes. People are going to drop out. What's, yeah, you know, what's the, what's your last question? What's the, what's the really deep thing you wanted to ask me? Oh, definitely got one here. Um, Limit, I mean, yes, are you, are you, it's half an hour, you're limited to half an hour. I didn't think to book a longer slot on your calendar, but okay. Thinking of DAOs then, um, if you've got to drop off, what are, in your eyes, limitations of DAOs? I mean, at the end of the day, I always, yes, not always, but a lot of the time, I think yeah, it's going to have to I do think, something uh, at the end. I think that is the limitation of DAOs, is that DAOs, as much as we talk about the autonomous part, like they're fundamentally human organizations. And so the limitations of DAOs are the same as the limitations of humans. And that's a pretty big limitation. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, and so like, DAOs can fall subject to all the normal human things, whether that's mob rule or like oligarchy or like insiders or, you know, being captured from corruption or all those kinds of things. Like at the end of the day, even though they're fancy, awesome new tools and definitely the future, they're still. And and I don't think this is all bad either. I actually think it's great that DAOs are built around humans and for humans and of humans. You know, that's also like, I think the limitation as well. Um, but I honestly, you know, wouldn't have it any other way. Like uh, people used to talk about like, like DAOs that were like run by like AI or something like that. Um, and to me, that's kind of like dystopian. I know democracy is messy, but you know, it's still, it's still like the least bad option. So um, I'll take messy democracy a- any day. Versus like some AI, you know, overlord that runs everything we do. So, yeah, I guess uh, just to answer your question, it's uh, the limitations of DAOs are just the people that are part of them. So, 
So all you red blues out there, you know, like it's the it's the people that matter. You know, your token is probably going to zero unless you can just like rally people to like really form a community around it and and really care about it and and do stuff with it. So it's like, yeah, I mean, the tech is getting better and better. And I think people are going to be like fucking blown away at like what DAOs look like at the end of 2023. Um, we're working really hard as the data team to like, you know, like, especially now that we got V2 out the door, like we can actually add new features much more quickly. And we're, if, if people have been noticing, there's like actually been like a lot of like tiny, like little new features and stuff like uh, added even since data V2 launched. And we're just going to keep up the pace um, because yeah, it's uh it's the future. We're building the future. And um if uh if y'all are, are interested in Juno Network, I, I recommend joining it as a it's it's a little bit crazy, but you know, it's it's I think it's really special and um I, I couldn't be more excited for, for Juno in twenty twenty three. Um and I've actually been talking with a lot of people recently that have kind of felt the same way. Um you've uh We've addressed the sins of our past and, you know, um, we're moving forward. And so let's fucking go. All right. I guess that's a uh, 5.30. I'll, I'll take one more question if you want, but I, I do actually have to get going. But uh... No, absolutely. I think that was, that was a, an excellent note to end on. I'm excited for 2023 for Juno, but for the entire cosmos as well. I loved what you said there about building the future that could well become, if it's not already a Juno slogan, one of your best marketing slogans, full of great ideas. Thank you very much for your time. Dive Maximalist, Jake Hartnell. Um, I will stay on the call for a bit if anyone wants to discuss this red and blue thing. I think I'm sort of getting into it. Um, I will announce my color. Um, I can see some different backgrounds. Um, maybe make some new friends and maybe make some new enemies. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate right. your time. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, Y'all have a really great day and I will see you on some other spaces. Peace. Stay in touch. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was TFM's Founder Series with Jake Hartnell, co-founder of Juno. Recorded on Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, Starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect. With the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den Envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-bubba-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-bubba-billion Little Dan and
vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next But no one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murky Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the bird's view Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror spaces